It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I'm your number one fan. What have you done to its eyes? Here's Johnny. Hiya, Georgie. Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. The power of Christ compels you! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Watch this video. You twitch. I, I do sometimes. Yeah. When I'm like halfway between being awake and sleeping, my whole body just starts to like. Starts to stream. Have a seizure. Yeah. It starts seizing or something. It's weird. Oh, okay. That's okay. cool. Um, oh, well, well, on that note. Yeah. That took uh, that we're banter be... in a really just awkward direction. I, so, I Spencer, know. please. I, maybe I, I have I a medical so. condition. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. I mean, we're all throughout this month, we're going to be watching movies that deal with bodies that twitch i mean with ghosts and mm. like some knives and stuff and yeah all, it was a know. reach of a segue right there buddy nice try <laughs> it was <laughs> brilliant dude what the fuck? as you guys i'm sure all know we are those movie dudes and normally Hi. every single week we watch some critically acclaimed films that we've never seen before we put it in a poll on our instagram stories at those movie dudes and have oh. our followers vote on what movies we end up watching however this is our second annual Spooktober. We started this second. last Halloween. This is actually where we started the uh, podcast, and we took like three or four months off, and then the rest is history because quarantine. Um, and so you're we're welcome. Be talking about, by the way, yeah, exactly. You're welcome. More content. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all month long, we're gonna be talking about some horror films, uh, specifically ones that we haven't seen, but kind of mixed in with some uh, OG throwbacks. Maybe if a handful of us haven't seen, but one of us have, it's okay. It's gonna slide. So yeah, uh, this is the episode one of uh, our second annual Spooktober. Not so spooky movies this week, but they match the horror genre. Uh, the movie that I picked this week uh, is a film called Deep Red. Uh, so that was the one that won the poll for me last week. Ooh. Yes, sir. Well, uh, I don't think it was the bloodiest movie of the week, but my movie was as far away from scary as you could possibly get. It's the uh, Disney. Is it a Disney film? Uh, yes. Disney okay. original, oh, yeah, it is on original Disney. movie. All right. I don't know if it was like a, a different type of TV. It wasn't on Disney, but I guess it was. Um, it it's was. the 1998 Dwayne Dunham film Halloween Town. <laughs> I never knew who the director was. But now you know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew who the director was. Du- it's okay. D-U-W-A-Y-N-E. I don't know if that's Dwayne or just Dwayne. Or if Letterboxd hmm. just doesn't care to spell it correctly. I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, Halloween okay. Town. First awesome. TV movie ever on a podcast. You're cool. welcome. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I went with a little uh, underrated werewolf flick, I think, in my opinion, but we'll get into that. A uh, little film from the year 2000. Y2K. Ooh, goodness. That's scary with Twinkie Factory. But uh, the film's Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. I could go Emily Perkins, snap, right? who was in the It miniseries. Catherine Isabel, who was in Freddy vs. Jason. Like, boom, werewolves, blood. Something I kind of want to see what John's reaction was. Mm, well, it yeah. was the first movie I watched this week, and I did because really John doesn't into. like blood. I don't. Yeah, John is very sensitive when it comes to horror. Films. Walked out of Green and Inferno he, for like two minutes. Disney films for the first week of Spooktober just to get them out of the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. But fine yeah, with it. Yeah, the thing is, dude, there's a difference between um, just blood and then eating people. Okay, there's a reason why I walked out of Green Inferno, and that's because they were eating people, and that's just, I don't find cannibalism all that appetizing to sit through. I don't, 
really care how which way we go to start out this week. Um, Nate hears some spooky ghosts that are knocking at his door. Um, I, just I heard like a really loud thump. And I was Do like, you need to go investigate? Is everything uh, okay? I think everything is okay. Uh, a little scary. I guess we'll find out, huh? Very fitting for this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like legit. I just heard, and like my whole room shook, and I was like, "What was that?" Maybe it's Casper the ghost coming out of the attic. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Well, Jesus, Casper's really got some speaking of movies to watch. Don't want Casper. us talking about these spooktobers. Oh, I've never seen Casper, and it was shot in Maine. Oh, <gasps> interesting. Isn't it animated? Uh, no. Casper's, like, Casper's a fucking animation, but it's a live-action movie. Yes, No. I don't know. Yes, it is. Um, okay, um, yeah. so yeah, like I said, I don't really have a direction on where I'd like to go. Do you guys have a direction on where you'd like to start the, the podcast out on? I do not give a flying fuck. I oh. would say probably Halloween Town, just because of the length. <gasps> okay. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Just because, because it's it... not feature length. No, and it's a TV just because movie. it's a fun little start movie we can wow. talk about. I okay. get it. I, you want to get t- my I movie t- out of the way because it's not a movie, in your opinion. Um, That's my next opinion. Week we're talking so. about High School Musical and Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I would love to talk about Lemonade Mouth. Holy shit. Anyways, uh, yeah, we can. Don't even we know can. what that is. It's because you didn't have a fucking childhood, Spencer. Here we are. Ooh. Halloween Town, directed by Duane Dunham. Uh, Marnie, on her 13th birthday, learns she is a witch, discovers a secret portal, and is transported to Halloween Town along with her brother and sister and grandmother and mother. A magical place <laughs> where ghosts and ghouls and witches and werewolves live apart from the human world, but she soon finds herself battling wicked warlocks, evil curges, and endless surprises. Holy shit, what a fucking wild ride we just got brought on, right? Mm-hmm. Halloween Town, nineteen ninety oh, yeah. fucking eight, witches, warlocks, horror, scary pumpkins, mayors, the staff wow. of Merlin, some kid who for some reason looks like a kid, then all of a sudden has a big fat fucking nose on his face at the end of the movie. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, um, and then she Luke. kisses his nose, yeah. and it was just so awkward and cringe and gross. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Um, I realized after I thought that there would be a few scenes that kind of stood out to me. Um, but no, I, this movie was completely new to me. I'd never actually seen it. There was some other Halloween movie I thought was this one, but maybe in the future I'll watch it. I thought it was like a trick-or-treating thing. They find a haunted house or something. It might be some other TV Disney movie that I just can't place right now, but very TV movie-esque, wasn't it? With uh, the acting, the story structure, the characters, the, the budget, intro. the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite something, uh, but... I I don't want to forget my full opinion right now, but Nate, you have uh, a long history with this film, so and Disney Channel in general. I so do. So why don't you kind of just jump in with okay? Uh, with um, I look at this movie differently than other movies, just because this one I've seen more times than I can really count. So like this is just that movie that I can just throw on at any time, and I just find some childhood enjoyment out of it. It's mysticalness, yeah. it's cheesy, campy TV-ness. I remember getting in bed at eight o'clock when I was in like fifth grade, and I would just watch the Halloween Disney movies and whatnot. So this one holds a special place, and of course it was 
98. It was just cheesy. It wasn't the best directing. Definitely not the best acting. Um, Back in the day, I thought these kids were rock stars. Now I'm like, oh my god, who pointed the camera in their direction? It's just still kind of stuck. It was so easy to watch. I knew everything that was going on. I love the mom because she plays April O'Neil in Ninja Turtles, and she's just awesome. And, Never seen uh, that. of course, Debbie Reynolds, amazing singing in the rain she's fantastic in this movie just agatha cromwell but yeah a little overacting in some of those some of the times where they were doing the spells but yeah this movie just holds a special place in my soul as far as childhood halloween films and one that i would like to show my kids because i feel like it's it's good enough for kids at that level kind of thing definitely great for kids dude like the kids aren't gonna notice all the the little nitpicks that we're gonna have with a film like this um yeah so that's what I like to hear. Uh, Spencer, was this your? This isn't your first time, but it's been a while, right? Uh, yeah, I, I had the Disney Channel, so like I didn't have cable growing up, but I had the Disney Channel for some reason. It would go from like channel thirteen to twenty three all of a sudden. It's like, oh, okay, Disney Channel. Uh, I was able to watch some of the uh, Disney Channel original movies, and this was definitely one of them that they always played every single Halloween. So I've I've caught on the Disney Channel before, but I mean, I was happy to hop on the bus and go back and revisit it one more time. Uh, but it's been uh, so long. It's been so m- hated that line. I hated. Can you cut that out? <laughs> Fucking hated. That. You just know that it's a TV movie just by like the 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 camera setups, just like in, in the lighting. Like it just seemed very like stagey. Um, but you kind of just have to overlook it because this movie is one hundred percent made for the audiences of between the ages of four to ten. Like just it's those type of kids that will just love this movie and that's the age i remember watching the mountain and and, and loving it because i mean how many movies has there been three or four, four halloween town lot. movies yeah four I mean, yeah. halloween town high i know is one of them halloween um, town halloween town two calabar's revenge halloween town high and then return to halloween town calabar comes back thank you oh boy holy oh i might have to address that oh my okay. god later episode Stay tuned, boys. I, rem- I remember i feel like i've and seen girls all of them at least once. Maybe I haven't seen some of like the later sequels. For me, this one it was just kind of like it was all right. Like it was it was fun to kind of revisit a little bit. But it's something that like I I wish that I was watching it with like a child or something to see their reaction because yeah, I was just like, too. all right, I'm not really this isn't doing much for me. So yeah, for mm. me this being my first my first time as far as I know watching this movie. Maybe I watched it way back in the day, but I don't think so. Nailing it down to as a movie itself. It's not made well. Like the framing, even with the initial conversations, it's like close ups like it's way like too this, close. Yeah. Like really close for some weird reason. And I don't know if they like cropped it in post or something, but it was like so strange. And it that, that did take me out of the movie now that you mentioned that. Um you know, I mean you could just tell it's it's a low budget movie, the acting isn't great. Just totally puts her entire family in harm's way and she's like, I'm gonna be a witch with no formal trading against a warlock that wants to kill everybody. It's just like not a good decision from the get go. But then again, I'm twenty five watching this film for the first time, so um I'm reading into it too much. It's a cute film, it's fun. I just I think it's funny watching this for the first time. I'm picking up on all the, the nitpicks. Um, As a TV T V movie, it's really not bad though. It it was it was cute. And just watching a cozy little film. Hey, we need to fight this bad guy and let's how do you do it? Teamwork, family. You notice the climax takes like four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like of the film, like she they, they they do one spell, her and her sister, to make the little chalice or whatever. The little mm. staff thing. And then in the end, it takes them like two minutes to throw in the pumpkin and then they save the day. It's like, yeah, okay. the intros, it's the same way. It just kind of zooms in on Sophie going, 
someone's coming and then that's like end of act one <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah but it was cute do you want me to wrap, yeah i might as well wrap, wrap up, things up do, okay okay well i love this movie so it's going to be kind of obvious for this but you can probably see it coming i'm giving it a five out of five but it's on a different scale yeah. it's just uh, it's one that i can't i can hate on it of course like I know it's not a perfect movie. I know it's not well shot. I I get that. Holy, I just I felt I felt like little 10-year-old me just like, "Oh my god, I want to be a warlock. I want to get on that bus." <laughs> I love Calabar's Revenge. That's the whole stay tuned right there, guys. Next week. Oof. Do you oh, think god, this yeah. movie deserved to beat Hocus Pocus though in the polls? Or would you just No. I'm bummed. No. I really want to see Hocus Pocus. We can talk about it right now if you want. I did watch All right, it. And I've never seen it. Well, you should have. What about you, Spencer? As a film entertainment value, what would you what would you give this this TV movie? I mean, if I if like we were watching Airbud and I I because I have like the nostalgic happiness attachment to that movie, I'd give it like a five out of five, no matter what. There were no golden retrievers Halloween in this Town. Movie. Exactly, it, it was not the same for me, <laughs> but it was still fun to watch it and kind of re- try to see what I remembered. And it was maybe like I remembered maybe forty percent of the movie, so a lot of it was like okay, like I don't really remember that. That's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, the movie was, it, it's a two and a half for, out of five for me. It was just, it, it was fine. It did the job, but like, I'm not the demographic anymore. Uh, when I was, I probably loved it because I'm not. I'm just, I'm more curious to know how it affects younger kids these days and if it still holds up for them. Yeah. yeah and I, you know, I think movies, watching movies like this, we watch it through a whole new lens, except maybe Nate nowadays but seeing this for the first What's time that supposed I, to mean, huh? i can't enjoy the films that i used to watch it means your nostalgia blinds you my friend and there's nothing wrong with that as a film you know it's not made well it's a tv movie there's not a huge budget there's no reason for these actors to be insanely good for a movie like this and none nothing in this film actually surprised me in that aspect but i was entertained i thought it was cute i i definitely enjoyed myself when i was watching it but you know as a film i don't think it's very good I would rather go watch the Wizards of Waverly Place movie if I'm going to watch something about wizards or warlocks. Uh, I would give this a two and a half out of five as well. For entertainment value and a movie alone, I think I think that's what it deserves uh, for a 25-year-old adult seeing it for the first time. You guys want to talk about a little Profondo Rosso? The fuck is that? What? I don't know. It's an, it's the original title for Deep Red. Ooh. <laughs> it's a... Original title? I'm it's not even now. a foreign film. And it was released in Japan as Suspiria 2. What? Because of the success of Suspiria, they lied in the marketing in Japan. Are you serious? And Suspiria 2, just have people go see it. And they're like, this has nothing to do with Suspiria. Why oh, did wow. just watch a movie about a doll? But yeah. Hmm. Wow, I'd yeah. be mad pissed if I was a... Wouldn't that be annoying if you like you went and saw dude. a movie that was marketed as a sequel? It's like, wait, this has fucking nothing to do with the original. Imagine the uproar in America, dude. If they like said Avatar 2, but then you go in and it's like Gremlins 3. It's like the Lego movie. <laughs> it's the Lego. Why is Lego Batman in this? What the fuck? Where's um, Sam Worthington? I want Sam Worthington. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, do you guys want to talk about a little deep red? Go back Fucking to the seventies. Oh, I see. Now the t- the poster has Profondo though, so on it. Dario Argento. Dario Argento. I like Dario. I like to pronounce the A. Dario. 
You think it's Spanish? Dario Argento. There we are. All right. But yes, his name is Dario Argentino. I mean, Argento. Ar- Argentino. But um, yeah, so yeah, Deep Red. This movie came out in 1976. <laughs> um, I didn't know much about this movie other than it was supposed to feature a lot of gore. And I believe that this movie lost in a previous poll, I think that we did last Spooktober. I believe another movie won against it that actually reminded me of this. Uh, I'll get into that as I move on. Um, I think I know yeah. what movie you're talking about. I, I bet you do. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know much about this movie. didn't really have any big stars in it. Uh, I thought it was going to be Italian. It's actually an English-speaking movie. Uh, so that kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Yeah, I want to get Nate's thoughts first, because I think that he was the one that picked this last year. So um, yeah, what do you yeah. think of this little Dario well, Argento movie? Well, one thing I'm kind of curious about is because you said this came out when? In 76? Yes. And so this was titled Suspiria 2 in Japan. I be- That's what the IMDb trivia says. Because Suspiria came out in 77. Right. There was a lot of success with Suspiria in 77. So when finally in Japan, they, they found this movie and they were like, oh, even though it came out before Suspiria, oh. we're still going to market it as uh, Suspiria 2 and release it in theaters. Cause Those Japan frauds. Really what the it. fuck, Those dude. frauds. Yeah. Damn. Wowzers. Yeah, look at but, the uh, trivia. It's weird. Yeah, no, I'm always I'm always down for these types of movies because they tend to go less on focusing on story as much as they do like the lighting and the colors and the over the top sequences that lead to some like horrific gore sequences. It's just this this movie has a style to it. Like, sure, it's not an Italian film, but the dubbing was pretty bad. You could tell that a lot of these people were probably Italian actors, and they didn't quite know the language as well. But this movie was pretty good. Like a kind of middle of the road, not not nearly as good as Suspiria. Like, I think Suspiria is amazing. Took a while. It was one of those Italian films that had kind of the the police, there was like a twist kind of going on. And I think it took a while for that to kind of wrap itself together. Um, And that's kind of what these movies need for me. I need them to wrap up in the end to like make sense of itself. And it just took a long time to do it. And when it did, I was just like, oh, Okay, like that's kind of cool. Definitely a, a good movie, definitely worth the watch, but not the best movie of this whole like Gallo subgenre that Argento sure. and Baba and everyone's a part of. Yeah, you mentioned Suspiria, and that was the only film that I had seen of this director in the past, uh, and I really did enjoy it. I thought that Suspiria was just—it's very colorful, it's really vibrant, it's it's intense, it's bloody as fuck. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it came out like literally the year after this movie did. So I was expecting a little bit something like that. Uh, so that's interesting. And so, so John, this is yeah. uh, not not really mainstream boy here. This is something no. a little different. But you know, I uh, it, I come to expect that with with this podcast yeah. and you know some horror movies because we do have to make you know some deep cuts uh, now and then. But um, okay. yeah, th- this one is uh, it's definitely not in my wheelhouse. I, I do like investigation thrillers, but this one just took so fucking long to get going, and I was just, I don't want to say bored, but I was just, I wanted more from this movie. I think when you kind of brought it up last week, it I think even you expected it to be, like, super bloody, super gory, and it's not that at all. It's, it's, it's very much just talking and trying to figure out who the killer is and stuff like that. I think in the first right. 20 minutes or so, um, I kind of like the whole idea with the psychic and she's she's like uh, kind of reading people's minds and she somehow senses this murder that's happening that you get a 
a flashback to in the beginning of the film. So I was into it then. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then it kind of takes a turn and you follow this this other dude um, who I got confused because I thought it was the guy with the beard who was working with the psychic. And then I like thought he shaved. They look kind of alike. <laughs> the, I thought, yeah, I thought the pianist was the other guy. And then I re- then they finally met. I'm like, uh, what? Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so that threw me off. But I was not entertained for the vast majority of the movie. It just And the payoff at the end, I, I remember the scene with the woman in the mirror. I remember seeing that when it happened. I was like, oh, that's weird. It wasn't enough for me. I, I was bored. I don't think the payoff was good enough. And I, if you guys talk about it more, maybe I'll kind of understand more of the storyline because I am a little bit confused. I This movie reminded me of Blood and Black Lace, like a little yeah. bit okay. of Mario Baba. Mm-hmm. Because just like with some of like the... Uh, I liked that. As like the investigation. Remember, Do you remember that? Yeah, we I watched that I last... That uh, it was a while ago. Kind of did. I liked it, yeah. It was cool, yeah. I mean, it had like some fun music. It had some good colors. And it was just about this like this slash movie of this guy picking off this group of people one by one. And that's what this movie essentially is. However, I completely agree with you guys that this movie just took so long to get there. And it changes tones immensely. It goes to this like almost like Audrey Hepburn like comedy at times with this like investigation the, the journalist and the pianist just like them doing the little thing like the arm wrestling scene that they like mm-hmm. try to like prove about men and women oh yeah like, weaker and stronger I'm like, like this is like, like comedic that doesn't and, hold like, up right there <laughs> so strange yeah and one thing that just really kind of irked me with this movie was the score. The music choices. It was it, kind it, of bizarre. It, for me, yeah. it was it, weird. It reminded me of like an 80s buddy cop TV show. Like with these yeah. scenes where people are getting murdered, it's like, Dan it, It's so weird. Like Undercover Brother. Well, yeah, exactly, sure. Yeah. But like, do you remember the scene when the penis is like, he's on the side of the building and he's trying to get inside and then he slips and he falls and he's like kind of scaling the building around. And it was really cheesy and awkward. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this? And him doing that didn't even lead to anything. It was just like. It was just. And yeah, it was what like tone are you trying sequence. to set right now? Maybe because um, they knew the movie was so painfully slow moving, they had to throw in this music that seemed to move it along a little bit fucking faster. I don't know. But and, I can uh, compare this type of music like usage. If you want like a movie that uses like erratic music like that, but uses it in a really kind of interesting way, is the Third Man because the, they have like this string music that like plays in the middle of these really tense like stare downs. And it's like a ukulele and stuff like that, but it just it yeah. works in some ways and it works doesn't work in others. But gotcha. this well, one, I, it definitely, I didn't. definitely didn't think that the music worked in this. Um, no, and there was an actual like a theme that would play whenever there was some camera shots of like the killer's like items, like the doll face or something, and like mm-hmm. uh, it sounded like the Halloween theme at some point. So it's like this is very strange because uh, Halloween <laughs> came out like right before, uh, right after this movie did. I found this movie to be also extremely clumsy at times with like some of the transitions between scenes it would just like abruptly end at times or like some weird camera movement would happen and then it would just cut and it's like what like i thought we're still going with another Mm -hmm. scene and then all of a sudden it's like a whole new scene yeah and there was one instance uh with the side plot of uh his friend uh being into like uh, transvestites Mm -hmm. Uh, and he goes to like pick him up he's an alcoholic and he has a cigarette in his mouth and literally with that scene and then another walk and talk with his friend after, it's like maybe five or seven minutes, 
he has a cigarette in his mouth the entire time, but doesn't light it. <laughs> really? Like, what is, there's even a point where his friend takes it out of his mouth, flips it around, and sticks it back in. I remember and that what? scene. Yeah, I, I remember was, that. I, I literally have no idea what happened in story-wise with those five or seven minutes, because all I was waiting for was like, is he going to light it, or does it have something to do with the plot? At one point, he did go, do you have a light? And he said no. And he looked behind I, yeah. some like, other museum goers, and they I didn't, thought he was going to ask them ask. for a light. But yeah, and then it just cuts, and it goes through a whole new scene. I'm like, wait, so what was the point? Did the actor just want to smoke, but literally didn't have a light in the scene, but just kept on going with his dialogue? Because good for him. But it was well, so that was funny. the scene where he was trying to so talk weird. him out of, like, yeah. stop thinking about the painting and whatnot. Just forget about it and exactly, stuff like yeah. that. So, so he was, like, pa- distracted. Oh. oh, you know what? That just clicked. Yeah. That just clicked in my head right there. The painting mm-hmm. thing with the yeah, okay, that finally makes a little bit of sense. But um, yeah. just in terms of the technical aspects, I found a, a little clumsy at times. But I mean, for what they were working with and what they had, I still thought it was it was it was a fun movie that just it ran its course a little too long. Even though it was an hour and forty five minutes, it just yeah yeah it did feel longer. a little long. And those movies, they just kind of they just it took too much time and just kind of nonchalantly made its way to a finale which needed to be more suspenseful it had a somewhat of a reveal like a sleepaway camp type reveal where you get to a point in the climax and you see like the a flashback of something that happened to make it all make sense and when that finally came i was like okay good there was something that kind of reassured me but it was just the kind of stale acting leading into it and everything the bright red blood was really nice i like seeing that in these italian style films um definitely reminded me of blood and black lace i think i gave this i'm gonna give this grade i think the same one i think i'm gonna give this a three and a half out of five definitely a worthy watch in the horror genre but just not one of those like like a suspiria or um another one that he did it was called uh inferno inferno oh i almost inferno yeah i watched that tom hanks and felicity jones is that it? Okay, but no. <laughs> yeah. So for me, three and a half out of five on this one. Not too bad. Yeah, I, th- I right. think for me, I was expecting something completely different. It turns into this weird investigation thriller that just gets kind of dragged out, and I don't think it got the payoff I really wanted. It it sets you up with this psychologist that can like hear people's thoughts and stuff, and then it's not about that at all. I I thought it would have been cool if they somehow explored that aspect of the film, but it was just more of a plot device. So I uh yeah I, I was pretty bored honestly, and to be to be honest, I fell asleep for two hours and then had to finish it right before the podcast. Uh, so yeah, I would give this a two out of five. I think it's just a kind of an okay investigation thriller horror movie and I probably would not revisit it, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's a few things in there that, that I like. Okay. Two out of five. All right. That's a actually fair grade from, from you. I would yeah, expect you, know, you to go actually a little, little lower, no, but no, no, okay. No. Two out of five. That's fine. That's a good guy. Um, yeah, yeah no, I mean, I was, I was pretty underwhelmed with this movie as well. I, I mainly, because I think my expectations were a little different. I was maybe expecting maybe even something as, as fun as blood and black lace. Cause I remember that one just being fun, even though it was cheesy and over the top, like this one was as well. But at least that one just, it had a sense of fun. This one just wasn't. It just kind of was just, all right, what's going to happen? Is it going to be interesting? No, no. Okay. <laughs> and just I did like on. the little twist, though, and how it kind of played out. But yeah, I mean, they there tried. was one yeah. character and scene sequence that kind of stuck out to me that I that didn't really make sense in the story at all. It was kind of the woman at that house by the cottage. 
You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Where the the I, that didn't really make sense to me. I was just like, what does this it person have to do it with was, the story? Yeah, yeah. That actually just reminded me. One thing that I did appreciate about this movie is that they didn't really just go with like I don't know, like axes and knives. These like kind of like cliche like things. Like they went with like some practical kills, as in like scalding hot water and like that drowning was, in mm-hmm. that. I like, like that corners that of like uh, furniture. Oh, like just like them like jamming that guy's like f- like face against like the corner, dragging of, uh, the guy mm-hmm. on the street was uh, headboarders. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, just like they went with things that like could actually happen in like a freak accident, but like uh, and done in like a horror way. So I do kind of, I did actually notice and appreciate that overall. Yeah, I mean, I was a little let down from this one. I was uh, hoping it was a little bit better than it was. So I went two and a half out of five. Um, didn't get to fresh for me, but I'd give it a little higher than John. It was, it was fun. It's on Amazon Prime. So. If that uh, tickles your fancy, then check it out on hey, Amazon Prime. That's my but thing. if you haven't seen Suspiria, I would check that one out first. I have not. Yes. By the way, I have not seen. Make the sure that always. is the first. Watch the that's original, cool. then also watch the Luca Guadagnino version as well. God, very different name. version, but it's very different. Really but if you like the original, you'll appreciate the hints of the original in the remake. Yep. Dakota well, Johnson. I'm very excited to talk about the next film here. Nate's pick for the week. Oh, All these movies. Oh no, yeah. I was say, a lot of them are. I have a method to my madness. <laughs> method to my madness. Let's this is my month, John. It. I know what you're gonna like. I don't but, think uh, you should do it for me. Yeah. Do it for you. But I, you know, I appreciate. Oh, it. I have what been. Trust me, I yeah. have been. Okay, this is all just to feed you a little bit. Yeah, to make you a little more active because we need you here, Chip Chop. My film that won for the week. It beat the Whaling, which has lost like. Feels like 30 times already. Probably the most <laughs> times any movie has lost in a those movie dudes poll. Like, I think in second place would be The Red Shoes, which eventually did get its win. Uh, um, I think The Wailing did just pass. Um, Deep Red, shoes were I red think also was up there. It has to do with red a lot. But mm-hmm. my film was about one of the greatest cookies in the world. Um, <laughs> Ginger Snaps. I'm just kidding. I'm just pulling. I'm just yanking on you. Horror movie love and leg. Uh, Ginger snaps. John Fawcett. Two thousand. Two girls. Sisters. Um, they love death and plotting murders, and they plan to take their lives by a certain age. And one of them gets attacked by uh, one of them gets attacked by a werewolf, and things start happening. This is a uh, coming of age werewolf movie. So I thought of John with this movie. Coming so I'm going to ask for Spencer's opinion on this. Oh, can you please be quiet? I'm thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with Spencer on this one. Spencer, this movie, early 2000s, seemed very low budgety for a werewolf movie. Not very well known by uh, a lot of people. So what did you think of uh, this little little werewolf flick? Yeah, uh, funny enough, John and I have, uh, we have a mutual friend that has told us to watch Ginger Snaps back when we used to make YouTube videos. Uh, and we did yeah. like a whole like on-camera spooktober and we did like skits and segments. All those videos are gone. So if that those sound interesting to you, you can't see them. Um, but message me, I'll send you a link. Sure. Um, but regardless, um, we were told to watch it so many times and we never did. And we were told it was like a lot of fun. It was better than you would think, uh, because no one really has heard of this movie. Ginger snaps, the low budget Canadian film. Like that's, what's intriguing. It's like one of the more famous Canadian horror films. Sure, they yeah. do. Eh? Um, so going into this one, I had some expectations. I was like, okay, I've heard it's great. I, I do. I'm curious to check this one out. And I don't. I usually do like a little bait and switch with you, and like start 
going one way, then you're doing that right now. I'm not doing it this time because I just want to get rid of this with this movie, Ginger Snaps. I had so much fucking fun with this movie. Yeah, you were a little loser. I knew what was happening. I was just trying to get into it because this movie that was a bait and switch. I just the practical effects, like no CGI is in this movie at all. And saying that after watching the movie is just so impressive. Like they took their time, they got the right people to make the creature effects because, and they shot it the right way. Because like initially, you don't even see the werewolf. Like she's just pulled off screen. Mm-hmm. You don't know what happens. It's just quick. Not cuts, until the climax, frantic really. stuff. And I love the whole Jaws approach. When it comes to horror movies like this, mm-hmm. you don't see the monster. That is so much scarier than seeing the monster itself. Um, mm-hmm. So with this movie, I'm, I really appreciate that they they kind of did that, and then the whole psychological, like slowly morphing into this creature, was so well done. I, I really did enjoy this this movie. Yeah, I pretty much okay. everything you said, I I totally agree with you. I think that the the practical effects were by far the best part of this movie i think that they definitely spent their money in the right places to kind of uh show the process of her transforming into this this creature um i didn't know that i was getting into a werewolf movie at first uh with the title ginger snaps i didn't know and then you realize one of the girl's names is ginger so i don't i still didn't know it was a werewolf movie until you know maybe halfway through it was you know you finally like oh okay that's what's going on here but these two sisters are you know pretty unlikable characters i think they're they they're not meant to be all that likable they're uh suicidal depressed they kind of remind me of the uh like the goth kids from south park (laughs) a little bit um where they're just like society sucks man i just want to die um yeah but you know i mean it's it's still entertaining they 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 totally just like lead you on with all with the dogs getting murdered and stuff sorry spencer Um, yeah that was the one thing that i was having a little hard time with was that there's a, a lot of fucking dogs do die yeah in this you know movie. but with movies like, like this creature creature features it's kind of a, a trend i think is the, and the other thing is it was killed. so stiff and like plastery looking like the fake dog i'm just like it didn't even bother me i was like okay that's just so fake so didn't it wasn't well, too that's bad. good I'm, I'm glad yeah. that it didn't bother you all that much clearly you know you always are the one to tell me oh it's just it's just you know makeup and stuff why you got to make a big deal out of it it is makeup it, no exactly yeah it do that's why job. i got over it just fine um I think Ginger's good. Um, I think the other characters are good. The younger sister, that look on her face, man. The same look. Emily Perkins. Two hours. Just not good. She plays Beverly Marsh in It Chapter 1 in the miniseries. I I honestly, no. I thought she she fit the character really well because... She oh, was man, supposed dude. to be weird and unlikable. She and was just weird, but that like look that. on her the the look of horror on her face is what it, the, specifically is what I'm is what I'm. Okay, so it just it personally bothered you because that honestly, because they went to it so many times over. I'm just like, bro. But like, as a character, she's not someone t- there's a werewolves. Yeah, yeah. but like, because werewolves everywhere. Werewolves. I completely bought her character in the movie, as in like she really cared for her sister and was like trying to do also, everything she possibly could to try and save her. You don't see characters um, so I never like thought... her very often, too. Like, characters yeah. like her, where it's just this super weird girl, but she pretty much leads the film, you know what I mean? I just didn't think she was Nate, as good as she could have been. This movie just works. It just works. And I just... It, it opened with just these basic early 2000s cheesy credits, like you would see on like an MTV movie or something. Um, but it just immediately cut to just these wide shots of this already creepy little town i knew going into it that Catherine isabel was in it she's in freddy versus jason but then i for the longest time i'm like oh my god is that is that beverly marsh 
the girl from it oh my god it was and so that made me even more excited but this just it had that cheesy werewolf fun and like a lot of times when movies use dutch angles it kind of throws it off but i think this one just kind of added to the style that this movie had it just dutch angle kind of leading into horror um and i agree with what spencer said the whole don't see the creature because if you do that it lets your imagination go and then you, yeah. it makes it even more even more scary like if i didn't see the werewolf i could have sworn he was like 50 feet tall and had 20 arms and i was gonna rip my head off i don't want to be a werewolf it was a demogorgon because i didn't even know it was a werewolf at first so oh no yeah. no but yeah the practical effects were great and just seeing how it if it can be transmitted kind of seeing how that affects but do you think that the dad in this movie was the inspiration for the dad in stranger things so natalie <laughs> Nat- natalia dyer's dad who just like he's like or the dad from hereditary yeah, but <laughs> yeah, he had something to Jesus. do kind of not really basically the dad just, just sits there the with situation. his glasses reading the newspaper he had to deal with fun. all of it <laughs> yeah. a weird daughter a like, the one guy the son and... to. yes yeah, like, <laughs> uh, i just don't care he gabriel byrne just needed like a 10 minute scene of himself just like toking the fire just sitting and reading a book in that movie he just deserved it for all that he went through in our rounding thoughts on ginger snaps um we've got the wolfman we have the remake of the wolfman we have american werewolf in london we have the howling all kinds of movies about werewolves where does this one stand is it better than twilight out of all the movies that you named uh i've only seen like a couple i would go ginger snaps or American World from London. Yeah. Oh, Do you want me to give my final? Because you didn't, you didn't grade it, Spencer. You just kind of were like, yeah. Well, you asked me where I would put it, uh, and I'd put it towards the yeah, top. Yeah, but you, ra- you can round your thoughts. I can round right. right. um, off your thoughts. Now, yeah. hurry. Ginger snaps. Now, uh, I really did have a lot of fun with this one. Uh, if, if you haven't seen it, I definitely would say check it out. It's very gory. Uh, it's very uncomfortable at times. A lot of a uh, lot of gross practical effects and i can appreciate that um, so yeah i'm gonna go kind of big with this one i'm gonna go four out of five i would recommend this wow. one pretty highly especially for spooktober i think this is the perfect movie to check out this month especially if you haven't seen it so uh yeah ginger snaps color me surprised yeah i i think this is definitely a movie i never really thought i would experience i've have not seen american werewolf in london i've not seen any of those movies you just mentioned nate uh perhaps next week um but yeah mm, perhaps not but yeah, this was kind of my introduction into werewolf movies, aside from the uh, first Twilight film, Kristen Stewart, Taylor Lana, Robert Pattinson. It was unique. It was fun. It was campy. It was cheesy. I think that the practical effects are insanely good, and they put their money in the right places. Um, I think some, you know, some of the characters kind of bothered me a little bit, but you know, with a film like this, early two thousands, campy and cheesy, like I said, you know, you can't expect you know Oscar worthy performances. They were pretty good. They were better than Halloween Town, at least. I'll say that. Blasphemy. <gasps> um, but yeah, I, I do think this movie was a lot of fun, and I, I think it took a little bit too long to get to the point. The movie is, mm, was it? It's almost a two-hour film, from what I remember. I think I wrote that down. I think it could be knocked down an hour and a half. Uh, but it, you know, it's like an hour and forty-two minutes. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not surprised that they turned this movie into something—a franchise with multiple sequels. It's just, it's one of those things that can be culty. It's and got people... sequels. 
Oh, it's dude. got three. It's got a bunch two. of sequels. Oh, <laughs> and it's got the same actresses in it too. So these two, I believe, same director. Are in... I don't believe so. Sure I went that. on a rabbit hole of uh, the director, and he hasn't made any other movies. He's only he went to uh, he went to become a TV director, and he mm. was actually the creator and main director slash series writer for uh, Orphan Black. He did like that entire show. Oh, good show. Uh, good show, by the way. Yeah, it looks like they just get worse and worse. Imagine they make a Ginger Snaps oh, okay, remake starring Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. That'd be wild. If they, they were making... to remake this, oh, <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be crazy, dude. And then uh, what's the guy who plays the the creature from Shape of Water? He can play the werewolf. Doug Jones. Doug Jones I mean, can you, play the werewolf. You've heard the Blumhouse thing, right? What's yeah. going on at Blumhouse with yeah. the, the next since Invisible Man the werewolf movies next, and Ryan Gosling <gasps> is the werewolf. Holy. Fucking yeah, they're doing shit, the same bro. thing as Invisible Man. It's actually the same director, Leigh Whannell, and oh, it's the same budget. Whoa, it's like dude. ten or fifteen million. It's gonna low. It's gonna be kind of like a low budget. Uh, so much smarter than what yeah, Universal was gonna do, dude. So much smarter. Yeah. So much more creative. Interesting. Maybe it'll be a musical. Movie. Make a low budget horror movie. I didn't mind the mummy, but it was not good. It was not a good movie. Um, but yeah, so Ginger Snaps, it's fun. Um, I don't think it's an insanely good movie, but after hearing. Your thoughts, I feel like a total dick about my initial grade because I was really yeah, two and a half out of five. I don't know what I was grading. I was a few days ago, but I, I do fully respect this film for what it is. It is fun. I maybe I'd watch it again. I don't know. It's one of those movies that you sit down, you got a plate of ginger snaps, some milk, you know, and you just watch it. So I'm gonna give it three out of five. It is a fresh film for me. Thank okay. God those flowers worked, because if they didn't, I don't know what the hell would have happened to that town. Oh, I know it. I know it. Thank God that their mother just happened to have those. Yeah, what was um, she doing at Joanne Fabrics that day? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so I had seen this movie on, like, top 50 horror movies you've never seen. And I've just heard of this movie for a long time, just never got the chance to watch it. And this was just kind of up my alley. It was a very, very, very fun Halloween film, or at least Halloween season film. Um, I love Catherine Isabel. Like, I love her. <laughs> Like, passionate love for her. And the other girl was good, too. She was an it. But, yeah, this movie was just fun. Not the greatest movie in the world, I get it. But definitely one of the more underrated uh, werewolf films of all time. Uh, but I'm giving this one a 4 out of 5. Solid 4 out of 5. It was fun. It was it was fast-paced when it needed to be. Um, just kind of can't be werewolf fun. And I'm happy, and I'm glad that it won. Maybe the whaling will win sometime, but Ginger Snaps topped you. I'm glad it did, because this movie was just chock full of werewolf goodness. That was week one of Spooktober in the books. Uh, interesting week. Not the scariest bunch of films, but who knows? Maybe one day or one week will. Scary is overrated, scary move, you know? And you don't have to be scared no, to enjoy a horror movie. I want, I want to literally be petrified and not be able to move. All right, we'll uh, throw in hereditary. Aiming it to kind of get to this month at some point with one of these titles, and maybe this week will be that week with these uh, new picks. Uh, so Johnny Boy, mainstream yeah, boy, that's me. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm so, so nervous. Uh, two movies I've never seen. Two movies you guys, I definitely know you've seen at least one of them. Nate's maybe seen both. Not sure, uh, but one of them is a Johnny Depp film on Netflix. Kind of about a uh, little man with a pumpkin head walking around on a horse, perhaps. It is Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow. Yep. Never, never seen, seen it. it. Maybe okay. this week. Maybe never again. We'll see. Going up against another werewolf film. An American werewolf in London. Cool, cool, okay. cool. 
interesting yeah. picks. Interesting picks. Nice. I own one of them on Blu-ray. So if American that wins, Werewolf, I'll correct? Pop out the Blu-ray, and I've only seen it once, but I mean, I, I bet that I know what's in your Blu-ray collection. Um, I feel like there's a lot of better friendship. Well, I mean, yeah, you did look at it for an entire year, and I haven't changed much in it, so Ooh, it's not like you sold it or anything. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Okay, that's interesting. Um, my picks. I am. Uh, we're going to hop on uh, Jet for my picks this week because we're going international with both of my picks because I find that some international films, sometimes they do some scarier stuff. Uh, and so I went with two movies that I've heard some good things about. Uh, they are pretty fresh on the tomato meter. Uh, one film, uh, I've seen the remake, but I've never seen this. It is called A Tale of Two Sisters. Uh, interested to check that one out if it wins, uh, but it's going to go up against another film that I've heard is actually really scary, uh, but it's called Under the Shadow. I really don't know too much about it, but uh, it's got some really fresh uh, mm. ratings on uh, the tomato meter, and it, uh, I heard it's pretty scary. So yeah, Under the Shadow, a little ghosty kind of movie. So yeah, awesome. All you know, this is gonna, that's a great week right there. I'm so excited to so. watch any of these movies that win. Yeah, because yeah. I've been kind of steering away from my horror roots a little too much, so I'm really excited. Anything horror, you can right. just do so much in that land. So that is it for next yeah. week. Um, but, that's it for next uh, week. I'm so, so pumped. Mainstream I'm boy so though has some, has some horror movies that we're gonna be uh, visiting in next week's yeah. episode. Wait, wait, hold, hold on sure. a second. Oh, what? this is those huh? movie dudes. There is what? three of what? us, and I, Dane, I do believe huh? you are the horror guy. So there's a movie we're gonna talk about, guys. I'm Spencer. Can you put some I, fucking I lights on, it. bro? Jesus, dude. How can you even see what's in front of you right now? Well, I'm sorry that it's fucking got dark outside in the recording of this podcast. Well, you have electricity, as far as I know. If you don't, I'm sorry. I could send you a check. I am going with some films that in the horror community we know as, uh, like, some of the favorites of the horror community. Um, I have never seen either of these films, and I know neither of you have either. The first one is a little film called Maniac, and the second one, this one, I just bought. It's a little film called The Fun House. Directed by Toby Hooper. So nobody it's wanted to watch Casper the Friendly Ghost this week? Man. No. no. Yeah, okay. that, that's no. going to do it for uh, those movie dudes this week. You guys should keep an eye out. If you're into horror films, we are watching some mainstream new release films that are on Amazon Prime coming out over the next couple weeks on Mainstream Boy. I don't know why I just switched to my Mainstream Boy voice all of a sudden, but I did. Uh, we have Wrong Black channel Box. there, pal. Well, same channel, wrong episode. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Black Box we're going to be talking about. Uh, don't know anybody in it, but it is on Amazon Prime coming out on October 6th if you'd like to watch it before the episode comes out on Monday. And the other film is The Lie with Joey Kang. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked out our last episode, Enola Holmes episode 11 is out right now. Millie Bob no, Brown, little M-Bob action. As always, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher for all you Android users, and Good Podbean, shit. of course. That's where our home is. Uh, and leave a rating review on any of these uh uh, social media platforms on Instagram at those movie dudes vote in our polls do all of that fun stuff uh, because we're we're responsive we comment back and we like to reply to people whoever reach whoever does reach out um and tell your friends guys if you if you like the podcast and you think you have a friend that might like it spread the word you know doesn't hurt you know takes two seconds out of your fucking day so just do it only if it's a friend that you haven't talked to in like five or ten years like just something <laughs> that's like so out of the blue just be like hey this is a podcast those movie dudes or if you have a pen movies. pal that lives by the way like, i hope you're doing guitar. well and staying safe and they're like what the fuck 
Yeah, watch those movie dudes. They're like you just get a message you, back that says, you. "I'm sorry, they passed away two hours ago." <laughs> yeah, I had a brain it's aneurysm. Like, uh, ironically, sorry. oh well, I mean, well, maybe you would maybe like those you would movie like dudes. those movie dudes. Uh, <laughs> 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 Every week we talk about three critically acclaimed films. Except this week, you just hear click. <laughs> yeah, it's a- oh, Lord. By the way, Joey Kang, mainstream boy. 